not a funny one. Buddy, do what I'm you I'm funny enough. Buddy, do what you want. Yeah, that's true. Hello. Ugh. And welcome to Stories, a stock friends podcast where we pick a theme and each tell a story. At the end, you get to vote with us to pick the best story. Oh my gosh. Who, whoever gets the most votes gets to pick the next theme. Our current theme is Australia. <laughs> my name is Buddy Stock. Introducing... Dang it. Introducing Hannah. Stop! And they're going to talk about... And they're... Well, that's what's on there. Because she's going to talk about... The emu wars. Oh my gosh. I hated every second of that. I'm like filled with rage now. <laughs> okay, Ugh. you say that, but you were trying not to smile. I watched. No, I was trying not to yell. And I didn't make it. <laughs> I think that I should be able to get my intro the way I want it because now you've thrown me off because I'm like, I want to punch you. <laughs> well, you know, just channel it. Channel that into the episode. No, my story's supposed to be funny. Okay. Uh, hey, good okay. news. That was funny. Thank you, Noah. I didn't think it was funny. Well, good news. You don't have to think it was funny. Shut up. There's Red Bull on your shirt. Yeah, I know. Right there. <laughs> yeah, they pay him for that. It's an endorsement. I've also got BMW. What were you doing? That sounded like someone. Oh, I don't know. I was just... I In my head, I was picturing a slightly overweight uh, British man with jowls. Uh, and I was just trying to speak. Oh, that's, I thought that. you were doing. Like a, I thought you were doing like a Halloween voice. Like it sounded a, like a character I've heard before. It, I'm, I agree. It did. I don't know what it was, but it did sound like a character. Welcome to Halloween Town. Actually, you know what I was picturing in my head? <laughs> there was a character. If you've ever played um, Secret of Monkey Island three, no. uh, which is an old DOS game, of course. Eventually, you eventually you end up on a volcano island, and there's an old jowly British man that takes. Uh, he works in like the the diner thing, uh, and he's hungover and drunk, and that's who I was doing. <laughs> I just realized. Okay. Unintentional. <laughs> yeah. So Hannah, All talk right. to us about the emu wars. The emu wars. I would just like to start by saying that if you are interested in this subject, you should go to um, the articles called "The Five Funniest Moments in Australian History," and it's on abc.net by Ben Pobji. Because I like to give my sources because they're what like makes me want to do these stories. And then I would also recommend. Mm-hmm, sorry. Mm-hmm. I would also recommend <laughs> Australia Once Lost a War with the Mighty Emu by Matthew Galt on Medium.com. Now, unfortunately, I just gave away <laughs> the ending of this story <laughs> by reading the title. The Emus Win. The one on ABC.net is like, it's like. Eight, par- eight short paragraphs, and I was cackling the whole time I read it. So I wish I could just read it to you, but that's not fair. <laughs> yeah. So, Agreed. <laughs> um, so, in 1932, um, there were a bunch of soldiers who had come home from World War One, and they needed jobs. And so the Australian government gave them jobs as farmers. Um, in Western Australia, and um, they were encouraged to produce wheat with the government promising to give them subsidies if they produce wheat. Anyway, so they're, like, trying to grow their wheat, and then as time goes along, they realize that um, a bunch of emus. Emu? Emu. I think it's pronounced both ways. Emu. I've heard heard it both ways. I say emu. 
So, but I know a lot of people say emu. So, I don't know. But I say emu. How's it going with um, emu? Tons of emus were eating their wheat crop, like, all the time. And they couldn't produce anything. So, they didn't have enough ammunition to deal with it on their own. They had so emunition. So, they told the government. And they were like, we need help getting rid of these emus. So, um, they hired a, it's called, he's called Major GPW Meredith of the 7th Heavy Battery what a name. of the Royal Australian Artillery. That dude sounds like a boss. He does, doesn't that he? That name that just is, sounds fantastic. He could not get it <laughs> He was later referred to in Parliament as the Minister of the Emu War. <laughs> So he commanded two soldiers. They were armed with two Lewis guns, which I don't know what those are, but they're a first world war gun. I believe, I'll double check here, but I believe a Lewis gun is similar to like a Browning machine gun. Okay, whatever that means. So they went, they had 10,000 yes. bullets, and they were going to murder all these emus to protect the crops. Oh, so um, almost immediately they failed because... Um, it turns out the emus are really smart and they like broke up into small herds yeah. upon. And so they were like all over <laughs> and kept warfare. running off in different directions <laughs> and the guns could not get any of them. Also, they killed like three and then the guns jammed. And then, um, and then when they guns worked, it turns out the emus are like bullet resistant and so they found out that the one of the articles I read says that the only way to kill an emu is shoot him through the back of the head when his mouth is open. <laughs> so, like, there's, like, very small odds right. of you being able to do this. Like, okay, so so just to put it in perspective, a Lewis gun is a fully automatic machine gun loaded with hundreds of rounds, like a Browning machine gun. You have to set it up on a tripod to use it, so they're not very mobile. And I think the thinking was that like you have a herd of emu, and just you're just going to unload. But the emu sort of like realized what was happening, and his hand mentioned like, just like Scattered. run away from each Scatter. other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now your machine gun isn't that useful, because you have to like aim at each one. And they can't fly, but they can run 30 miles an hour. Oh, so th they're like crazy fast. I think they can top that. Hold on. Okay, well, I'm reading yeah, yeah. <laughs> articles. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so they're just super smart. and You're they right. 30. I was thinking of ostriches. <laughs> yeah, so let's go for <laughs> Way to, like, fact check me in the middle of my story. I know, I, well, I just saw a video of an ostrich, I'm realizing, uh, chasing down a cyclist at, like, 50 miles an hour. <laughs> it was really funny. Go ahead. Oh my gosh! I'm adding. Is this the? Is this? <laughs> You're adding. taking away from is my this story. The ostrich war, buddy. I don't think so. Yeah. Thank you, Noah. <laughs> yeah, here to help. Repre um, represent. So one of the articles I read is so funny because on the left they have a picture and it says at left Australian soldiers test the fire test fire the Lewis at right the enemy up close <laughs> <laughs> and it's just an <laughs> emu head. <laughs> oh, so they um they were. Oh, one of my favorite parts is that it says that um, Meredith's official report noted optimistically that his men had suffered no casualties. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's ridiculous. So, like, this is their first attempt, and they they really they didn't do anything. There were more than a thousand emus in one spot, and I think they claimed that like five died or something. Yeah. 
Um, they withdrew. <laughs> it's also on the Wikipedia page. There's an official date for this war. <laughs> so it's November 2nd through December 10th oh, of 1932. Oh, and the outcome says failure. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so funny. they tried again and um, they defended the decision in Senate because they were saying like this is posing an, a serious agricultural threat. And um, they tried again. And over the first two, two days, they killed about 40 emus and um then the next day it was like a hundred um so that was pretty good but he claimed 986 kills with 9800 rounds so it takes 10 rounds to kill (laughs) one bird and um in the end the emus held their ground and they still ate the wheat and australia now has this on their record (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that we also have very embarrassing things like that on our record. Like, like some things like uh, anytime you go up against nature, there's always the chance that like you aren't, yeah. you don't anticipate it well. It's true. And so, yeah, I mean, there's definitely other things. Um, I forget what island, but some island, uh, oh goodness, they had a problem with uh, rats. Rats, thank you. Yeah, they had a problem with rats, so they brought in snakes to eat the rats, mm-hmm. and now they have a problem with snakes because there's just snakes everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> and then they had to, they had to I bring get that. Mongooses in. It is true though; they're like they are equipped to live where they right, live, right. and so a lot of times, and I mean, I get that we need wheat, and we it was the Great Depression. It was right after the Great right. Depression, so like we needed to. But it's just very interesting that like it seems like it wouldn't be that hard to kill a bird, but it was. Really they are well, they are dinosaurs. I was gonna say, you know what. <laughs> I don't feel like Americans would have this on our record because uh, we would do something so devastating that we yeah, would blow them up. Yeah, we yeah. do like, exactly. dynamite's so, always our so solution. dynamite. Um, I was thinking it was pre nineteen. It was pre World War Two, but I was like, I feel like we've dropped the bomb on the Let's just be like, no, we can't have this land. Nobody has this land. <laughs> Nobody can. We'll wreck it. We're gonna napalm salt the, the earth. <laughs> I love the smell um, of burning emus in the morning. Their second <laughs> attempt was to mount the gun on a, a farmer's truck because they couldn't <laughs> right they couldn't they weren't very mobile catch them yeah but um it didn't go well because just knock over the truck because they're strong the vehicles still couldn't keep up with the emu because of the gun <laughs> and the bumpy ride made it impossible to aim, aim it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so um they oh one farmer did use his car to run down an emu <laughs> So that's the only that casualty of that, that attempt. That's going to be the most beneficial. Like, your car is going to be ruined. <laughs> Emu are not small. The hit and run backfired when the emu smashed into the car, tangling itself in the steering wheel. Yep. <laughs> the truck ran off the road, the road and plowed through feet of fence. <laughs> Probably destroyed a lot of weed along the way. Oh, my right, gosh. Right, like, that costs, your car costs you more than whatever that emu was going to eat. This article is amazing by this guy. He said the campaign wore on and the local press was less than kind <laughs> to the soldiers. <laughs> and... The bad coverage caused them to recall the troops, but the farmers still complained, and so they went back to the war to try again. Back to the front. Yep. And it's just like, oh, this is nice. It says, we do know that the commander admired his adversaries. <laughs> he said, the emu is an amazingly hard bird to kill outright. Many carry mortal wounds up to a distance of half a mile. <laughs> so he came out with, you know, Great respect. I've heard that a lot of times in wartime, opposing generals do have a great amount of respect for one another. (laughs) 
the emu. <laughs> but the part when I said when they had no casualties, the, the author wrote after that, the emus reported that humans were dumb. <laughs> oh, but like over the next few decades, they they kept people just kept trying, and I mean, I think they they did kill a good amount, but obviously not. Yeah. A ton. So, um, that's my story. I love the emu. Wars. I think I do too. It's so I good. Thought it's like one of the. I don't think I did it justice because I was dying. Yeah. Yesterday, it's. Funny. I had also had wine, so like maybe it wasn't <laughs> as funny as it. Well, again, part of it, part of the reason that like I didn't react as hard as I think I, I would have is the fact that I had, I had sort of in the back yeah. of my mind I knew parts of it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean it's golden. I'm gonna end with this. This is the Ben Pobji from the ABC.net, and he said. The question of why, blessed as we are, with a native animal that is essentially a cross between an armored car and a velociraptor. Our military has not taken advantage by training emus for combat duty <laughs> in the ADF remains unanswered to this day. And that's how he ends his article. <laughs> and it is at, Could you imagine an armored emu coming at you if they like built like a Kevlar emu? It'd be terrifying. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I have one more thing. I'm sorry. Go ahead. The House of Representatives debated the matter and questions were asked of the minister regarding whether medals were to be awarded for survivors of the campaign <laughs> and he said he believed they should go to the emus <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny so that's it Excellent i will say choice. this um i thought it was funny when you said the thing about ammunition and i said emunition and nobody left i don't think i hear you when you make these jokes because i think i, I think like buddy those. heard it and wanted to laugh but didn't i definitely appreciated it he didn't want to interrupt my story right because i saw him kind of like <laughs> I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. I was too focused. No, that's fine. I think I get so focused that I make the stories less funny. Well, it's it's hard to yeah, it's hard to like engage in banter when you like know the tale you're wanting to spin yeah. and like you're you get laser focused on like what you're wanting to say next. But also yeah, if a story if a story is like naturally funny, it it's hard to it's hard to make it funny. If I had compiled my research in a better flow. Could be. Uh do you wanna roll us out? Oh, I don't think no. so I was gonna ask, buddy, did you do that on your episode? I did. Okay, I don't remember you saying, like, hit us up at Stark Friends Podcast. He did. I did. Oh, I was so focused on uh Can you do mine? Uh, so that was Hannah's story. Uh, thank you all for listening. If you enjoy that one, prepare it in the back of your head. <laughs> but don't vote for it yet. Just, just keep it in mind. But we still have Noah's lovely story to come, so listen to that one first. And then if you still like Hannah's best, then you vote. But Noah might change your mind. So uh, when you do, when you are ready to vote, join us on uh, Facebook or Twitter at Stark Friends or email us at StarkFriendsPodcast at gmail.com. And Hannah, would you like to say anything right at the final part of this episode? No. Anything about Noah did yours, Noah do mine. Or vegetable that maybe you should be careful with? No. Because there's a lot of um, a lot of danger involved. Be careful when you take your cabbages, because emus might get them. Thank you, Noah. <laughs> get them. <'em. laughs>